बाइबल ट्रेशर्स टॉपिक थर्टीन प्लानिंग वेलकम टू द साउंड ऑक्शन टेलीकास्ट प्राइज गॉड फॉर ऑल द करेक्टिव टीचिंग वी रिसीव थ्रू दिस सीरीज ऑफ टॉक्स The basis for our corrective teaching is from Second Timothy, third chapter and sixteenth verse. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. You cannot teach doctrine without reproof or correction. is only after reproof and correction we have instruction in other words unlearning precedes proper learning that is why when we studied about prayer our topic was how not to pray similarly when we studied about bible meditation our topic was how not to meditate and our subject during the last two weeks has been planning and the topic that we have kept before us is how not to plan so far we have done two lessons number 1 do not ignore the general bible teaching and last week we studied lesson number 2 do not pray just for god's endorsement today we will move on to lesson number 3 how not to plan do not be like the horse or the donkey do not be like the horse or the donkey this may look very funny but beloved this is bible teaching Turn with us to the book of Psalms, thirty-second chapter. Read verses eight and nine to you. The eighth words we have a promise from God. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. That's the promise. But the next word speaks about the condition. Do not be like the horse or like the mule, which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with bit and bridle, else they will not come near you. See the beautiful promise God has given: I will guide you with my eye. So what should prompt us is just a wink from God, and we should not wait for a whip. Now that is what we are taught in Psalm 123. Also, we'll read to you the second words. Behold, as the eyes of the servants look to the hand of their masters, and as the eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God until He has mercy on us. It is not an occasional look into the hands or into the eyes of God. This word suggests constantly looking to the eyes of the Lord for His guidance. Those who want to understand the will of God to plan their life should not be in a hurry. Look at the second words once again. How long will your eyes be looking into the master or the mistress? 
until our God has mercy on us. So until we are ascertained about God's will concerning our lives, we should not be in a hurry or haste. We should keep looking unto Him. Praise God, beloved. These days, in this dispensation, we have God's Holy Spirit, whom God uses primarily to lead us into His will. Turn with us to the book of Romans and look at the 8th chapter to understand this truth. We'll read to you the 14th words. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. How does the Holy Spirit lead us? We have a picture for the Holy Spirit in several places, both in the Old Testament, very much in the New Testament. For example, turn to the very first page of the Bible. First chapter of Genesis and look at the second words. Latter portion says, the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Here we have a picture of a bird which is hovering over its nest. Now the same picture we have in the beginning of the pages of the New Testament also. So how the Lord Jesus Christ was baptized by John the Baptist in River Jordan. And as he came out of the water, the Holy Spirit descended on the Lord Jesus Christ. How did he descend on the Lord Jesus Christ? He descended like a dove on the Lord Jesus Christ. In the beginning of the Old Testament, we see the Holy Spirit as a gentle bird. And also in the beginning of the New Testament, we see the Holy Spirit descending like a dove. Jesus Christ was shown by John the Baptist, Behold the Lamb of God. Are you able to see the dove descending upon a lamb? Dove is the gentlest of birds. And the lamb is the gentlest of animals. What a picture. The gentlest of birds descends upon the gentlest of animals. That is why we say the Holy Spirit does not control us. He simply guides us. Now we know God during the time of Noah, He made a statement which we should never ever forget. I'm sure that you all remember what God said about His Spirit working with mankind. Genesis 6th chapter and the third verse. The Lord said, My Spirit shall not strive with man forever because he is just flesh. Same truth is repeated for us by prophet Isaiah in the 57th chapter. The 16th words. I will not contend forever, nor will I always be angry, for the spirit would fail before me and the souls which I have made. So all these words speaks about the gentle nature of God's spirits dealing with man. That is how God dealt with man even in the Garden of Eden. God could have stopped Adam and Eve from eating that forbidden fruit. But he did not do that. Because God had imprinted his image on mankind. 
So he wanted to respect his image that is on man. To respect the free will that he has given to him. God's spirit will not only prompt, but he will not control us. As we come to the New Testament, there is a comment about Patriarch David. Turn with us to the book of Acts 13th chapter. Look at the 36th verse. David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, he fell asleep. How could we say that the will of God was dominant in the life and the work of David? Of all the characters of God, he understood and appreciated more than anything else one particular character. That's what we read in 2 Samuel 22nd chapter. Read to you the 36th verse. O God, you have also given me the shield of your salvation, and your gentleness has made me great. You know, it is the gentleness of God that he was appreciating. It is your gentleness which has made me great, O God. And what did he confess in the very next words? You enlarged my path under me, so my feet did not slip. He appreciated God's gentleness in guiding him, in leading him all his life. That's why we have the comment in the New Testament that David served his generation by the will of God. When we talk about guidance, we should not always be looking for a dramatic guidance. That's what a mistake that Elijah was making, even that great prophet, but God corrected it. Turn with us to 1 Kings 19th chapter. Read verses 11 and 12. God said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. Behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind, it tore the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire, a still small voice. From that still small voice, God started speaking to his prophet. You read the previous chapter, the 18th chapter of 1 Kings. That was a dramatic event. Prophet Elijah prayed unto God and God sent fire from heaven to burn all the sacrifice. So in the 18th chapter there was fire, but in the 19th chapter there was fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. So, beloved, here is a lesson. God's dramatic guidance is only exceptional and that is not regular. Now, we want to show you another example from the New Testament. That is Apostle Paul. He was on the road to Damascus. Light from heaven stuck him down. There was a voice from heaven. Oh, Lord, who you are? I am the Lord whom you are persecuting. That moment instantly Apostle Paul was converted. But he asked a very important question. 
Lord, what will you have me to do? I want to come under your will, O God. For guidance in his life, from that point of time, God did not give him a dramatic experience. An apostle, an ordinary disciple like Ananias was sent to minister unto him. We want to tell you, when you talk about guidance, you should realize that we are God's children and God leads us like a father. Turn with us to the book of Hosea, look at the 11th chapter. Look at the 3rd and 4th verses. I taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by their arms. They did not know that I healed them. I drew them with gentle cords, with bands of love. I was to them as those who take the yoke from their neck. I stooped and I fed them. What a gentleness is so evident here in God's leading and God's guidance. Takes them by his arms. And he just draws them with gentle carts and bands of love. What is heavy on them as a yoke, he removes them. He bends towards them and he helps them. In the beginning of the dispensation, that is on the day of Pentecost, there was a mighty rushing wind and there were fiery tongues also. But as you move on further reading into the other passages where people receive the Holy Spirit. For example, the family in the house of Cornelius. And Peter was simply preaching when he was just preaching. There was no big spectacular things except that the Holy Spirit descended on the congregation. Apostle Paul went to Ephesus. Certain disciples who had not known anything about the Holy Spirit. And he prayed for them and laid his hands on them. They received the Holy Spirit. No wind and there was no fury of fire in this instant. At this point of time, I want to give you my personal testimony. When I go to youth camps during the open question forum, youth normally ask me a question. How I decided for full-time ministry. I want to tell you what I normally tell them. First of all, there was a constant desire planted in my heart that someday I should give all my life in the service of my God. And there was a growing understanding of ministry unto the Lord from the study of God's word. There was no bridle that was necessary for me because I had a Bible. So during the regular meditation, that conviction was growing on a daily basis. Thirdly and finally, there was a gentle whisper of the Holy Spirit. I did not ever have a flashy vision. Never did I hear an audible voice from God. It was just a gentle guidance of the Holy Spirit. Beloved, this is how God generally leads His people. There is one condition. We should stay broken. We should remain flexible before God. Beloved, in the Old Testament, God wrote His laws on the tablets of stone. 
But in the New Testament, praise the Lord, he writes them on the hearts of flesh. Now, that means we should not be stiff or stubborn. We should be soft and surrendered. How not to plan? Do not be like a horse or a donkey. Don't wait for a whip, but go by the wink of the Lord. Because God leads us gently. Blessed be the Holy Spirit for His gentle guidance. Shall we pray? Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this precious lesson we have both from the Old and the New Testament. You know we are just a clay. That's why you deal with us so gently, O oh God. Help us, O oh God, to understand and appreciate that gentleness in all your leading and in all your guidance. Keep us always broken and surrendered and soft and yielded before you, O oh God. We thank you for your guidance in our life. Thank you for the Holy Spirit whom you have sent to guide us. Give you all glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.